coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We are back. Old school, Jay Foreman, DP, Bach on the ones and twos, original old school, back in full effect after two weeks off or two week hiatus. Nobody's off. Everybody's doing that stuff. But we are back. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. They have their own spices, sauces, pasta, seafood, seasonings, uh, everything under the sun. So go in there and... Uh, Splend, spend plentiful, and uh, I love going in there. So um, before we get into it, get a little spring, uh, you know, we got new coaching staff and stuff. I want to make sure, uh, give a rest in peace to Bud Grant. You know, he's a godfather, so, uh, uh, you know, that hit a little home. Even though, 90, look, he's 95, you know, I mean, still yeah, he's, he's still, still very he's active, still going, but, uh, you know, that hit home, you know, to be honest with you, you know, obviously I was, you know, uh, the family, our families are close. Uh, obviously, he coached my dad. Obviously, close enough to be, uh, you know, obviously in, involved with me. But uh, his son coached me, uh, Mike. Uh, he's still he's the athletic director and head coach at Eden Prairie. So, you know, the families are in, intertwined uh, very heavily. You know, I would say this about Bud. Um, I'll never forget we played um, Burnsville High School, and you know. He, he, you know, he just came up to me. He didn't, you know, he didn't say much. You know, he'd always kind of keep an eye on me and, and stuff like that. And he got me the ball boy job. Um, you know, I was up there and he came up to me and he's like, uh, I had a decent game or whatever. But he said, you know what, there's no question. I was like, what are you t- talking about? He's like, there's no question that you're Division One. He's the first one, um, you know, him and, you know, obviously Mike, yeah, that, you know, truly believed in me or whatever. Um, Man, a few words, but a, a great person. Um, you know, th- you, spe- you know, he's done a lot for me. You know, um, you know, him and his son. So, uh, I wanted to say that obviously, you know, hit home this weekend is tough. You know, just because you know, look, he's ninety-five. You know, I mean, it's he lived a you know fruitful life, but at the end of the day, when it comes to reality, you know, when you live ninety-five, you kind of expect him to get a hundred, hit a hundred, hit a one hundred five. I remember my grandmother; she got the one hundred two, got the news and like. You know, it can't be, man. You need to be kicking. We need ten more years, so uh, <laughs> we expect more. Yeah. So, anyways, want to give him? Uh, can you know, I? Can dude? I ask you? Is there a moment with Bud Grant that sticks out? That was it, man. I mean, yeah. I remember. Well, first of all, I'd see he, he was he was uh, he was like the tiptoe burglar. So, any time he came to practice, you'd be there talking to. You know, Coach Hennon was a, a one of my is one of my best friends. He was a coach. Um then he would just be there. He, you know, you never would hear him walking. Maybe that's a hunter in him. You yeah. know, he's a big hunter. Yeah. He shows up, he talked to you, but he talked to you while he was watching practice. So that was the main focus was football. Um, and you know, when we got there, you know, we, we'd be practicing outside and all that stuff. And, but he was just great. Very, you know, very, uh, humble. Um, great to be around. Very welcoming. I, he was probably more excited to see me than I was him. 
you know, probably because he used to see me, you know, run around with, you know, do, dookie diapers probably. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Around the locker room causing havoc. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, played a big role in me, you know, uh, from a young age, you know, um, you know, helped my, you know, dad out through the process and help, you know, me um, stay in Minnesota. So, uh, you know, it hit home or whatever. But, yeah, the the one that sticks in mind is where once he gave the seal of approval, that gave me the ultimate confidence probably to really think deeply about going to Nebraska versus, you know, taking the easy route and maybe trying to go to Minnesota. Doing so, what the family asks, you know. Right. Sometimes that insight matters. Right, yeah. So it's uh, And he didn't give out compliments, you know, or anything like that just to do it. So, um you know, but, you know, on in Nebraska football, you know, you got a week away from spring. I know you asked about practice, you know, having a new staff and the expectations. You know, I think it's different than the pros, even though, even though it shouldn't. But I just think it is because the you'll see a lot of these free agents in the pros, which you can sometimes see, you know, in college with the NIL. They'll sign these big deals and be cut next year, whereas – Generally, if you pick Jay Foreman up in the transfer portal and I have three years of eligibility left, well, I don't even think they can cut you. And I sign an NIL deal unless I go get a better one, kind of Quinn Ewers, I'm here. So that's why it's different, you know, knowing whether you're going to win or not. But I think in college, if you get the right mix and the coach and everything like that and infuse confidence, true confidence, and get them to quote-unquote buy-in, you can turn into a winner really quickly. Um and, you know, the really, I think, DP, your question is, what is a winner around here? What is a – and I think it's something that's – well, in my opinion, it will change as the years go, right? Expectations. What do you think? I, I try to stay out of people's heads when it comes to what they expect. Right, but I'm asking what you expect. My expectation is with any new coach – so. Here's what I speak from. There's two sides. One, the media side, the journalist side of me, being around pro teams and college teams that changed coaching staff and what had to happen for those, them to be successful. Right. One case in point would be I was in Utah when the legendary uh, Ron McBride was let go and they brought in this new upstart hotshot named Urban Meyer that people didn't know right. and weren't familiar with. Urban rattled cages when he came in. His whole point was folks have gotten too comfortable doing basic stuff. So he had to cause friction. He was where I get the phrase. In order for you to grow, some friction has to happen. That is the measuring stick. Joe Gibbs. I have to make some people uncomfortable in Washington for them to get out of their eight and eight ways right. as much as they don't want. And then I'm okay with going 0-5 to start if I have a plan for how it's supposed to end. I need to get to 8-8. Eight and eight this year so that I can be 12-4 and four next year, and here's how I'm going to do it. New coaching staffs have to cause friction. So when there's a new coach and there's no friction, I worry. I worry. My expectation is immediate struggle because you're playing catch-up in a conference that has elite teams in it already. You're not talking about a conference where – Yeah, you got – you, you, everybody's laying in the middle of a pile and whoever happens to be great that year is great. 
No, you're talking about two of the top five programs in the country are sitting at the top of the Big Ten waiting to feed and feast on new programs, uncertain programs, and less talented programs. Where is Nebraska compared to Ohio State and Michigan? That's the real measuring stick. If I'm, if I'm looking at this, okay, that's where they go. Are they equal to or better than Wisconsin? No. Let's go through Michigan State. You go through teams. Half the teams in the Big Ten Conference are catchable right away because they're not good at what they do. They don't have the personnel. They're not that much. If Nebraska's talent stays at the same level it, it does, it, it was at, Nebraska could catch them simply by coaching and developing. The other half, not reachable. I just don't think that you can reach. You could reach up and snatch somebody, but you're not going to be – from a talent aspect of where the current roster on the talent on – the, you put the roster side by side at the positions that matter – starting position and backup, is Nebraska better than that? the top half of the Big Ten Conference? It's not. So you got to play catch-up. Can you out-coach them? Well, you have new coaches. You can sneak up on them, but you're not going to develop better than they do. Why? Because they have systems in play, schemes in play, and they have returning players that know the verbiage, they know the schemes, they know the lay of the land. Right. My expectation is the bottom eight is – the bottom seven is where you can aspire to be, and then you could hope that you catch lightning in a bottle, <laughs> right? Lightning in a bottle, and that you find in a perfect year a niche that works you against Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue. I'm just not sure, Jay Foreman, that you can aspire to be in the top 25% of the Big Ten Conference with new talent, unknown schemes, unknown verbiage and unknown lay of the link. That's where I that's right. where I sit. Yeah, I mean <laughs> to be honest, I'm the exact opposite. And and I'm just saying it, it it because of this year. Because of the amount of turnover at the head coach's position in the Big 10 West in particular. Okay? Okay, so when you think of Wisconsin, uh, Luke, Luke Fickle's going there changing that whole bad boy over. Um, you got to say that you have a new offensive coordinator at Iowa because he has the pressure on him, both by contract, but also if he doesn't, if they get in the middle of the season, they're still scoring 16 points a game. He's fired, mm-hmm. regardless if he's a coach or son of the next, and then right. dad, then dad's next. There's a lot. So, there, so, <laughs> so, 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 Brian Ferentz is a, he's he's a different one. He's a different version than he was just last year. And then when you think of Purdue, a whole new head coach a first-year head coach, so he's pretty much trying to restamp his whole thing, even though Brom has kind of laid, not easy for him, but it had an identity. Now, the two knowns is obviously P.J. Fleck and Brett Bielema. But how is Brett Bielema without the Brown brothers, right? Because that's a big deal, though. When you got two bell cows out there that are difference makers and they're losing a, a, a pretty much a, the number one corner in the league. Mm-hmm. That's, so your identity, we don't know yet. Now, we do believe and assume being by his history will continue along and be a good team, but will it be to the magnitude of where they were? And did they show some of the chink in their armor when they lost that game at home against Michigan State that essentially would have really certified him as the guy in the Big Ten West with Illinois? They lost that game. They lost the Big Ten championship right there, mm-hmm. right? So then I, cause then, so now I look back at Nebraska – 
in a normal year, I would say you're 100% correct. Okay. But in a normal year, you didn't have a coaching staff, which I'm talking about from when Mickey took over to the end of the season, mm-hmm. that did a lot of your legwork. Mm-hmm. So the co- when you're talking about making people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. he did all that. Okay. Now, whether they choose to take none, some, or all of the work that he's done, it was good work. So if you choose to not take any and do it, just start over, then that's that's a you problem. If you want to take some and then add on, I, I'm okay with it. I, if you want to take all, then go with it. So you're so you're ahead of a normal, re, re, like new coach, a new hire. So let me number. let 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 me focus on the Big Ten West. Okay. Because let's go through this. And somebody from Texas said that Nebraska has more talent than the rest of the teams in the Big Ten. And I'm like, okay. at that, at this point, you don't know what your talent is until they start playing. I. <sighs> and if you say no, this is the way I'll ask you. Whose roster would you rather have? Returning Big Ten all conference players versus not returning Big Ten all, right. all ten big players. Purdue, who won the Big Ten West, has more talent. Position for position across the board, they have right. more talent. Depth at one and two. Minnesota, more talent. More talent. Yeah, Minnesota at, Purdue doesn't though. You you would take the Nebraska talent roster. Yeah. Okay, because their quarterback's gone and, I'm, and their receivers. Gone. I'm open to being swayed, but their quarterback's gone though. Yeah. So that was the, that's the ultimate equalizer, him, Jones, the O'Connell and Jones. That that erases everything. Okay, uh, I'm, you, and, you know, and I'm, I mean that takes them to another level. I I'm open to being swayed. This is the whole point of right. spring and spring practice. That's why I'm talking about this year is Iowa, the genie in the bottle, Iowa. I would probably say you're talking about the crucial positions. I'm talking. You beat Iowa, so if well, 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 you could give well, me well, comfort here, and say, well, like, here, you can make me feel well, a lot well, better. Well, well, but here's here's what I'm saying. Here's, right. But here's what I'm saying. Okay, right. So if you're if I'm looking at the crucial position, uh-huh. which is the quarterback, yeah. you have a guy that took a took the team to the college football playoffs in McNamara. So I think he's almost better than. I mean, we I, don't know who Nebraska's quarterback is. Right. So then just on that alone, they have a better established quarterback. Now, we beat them last year mm-hmm. with our cast of characters. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the roster, plus, and also that defense they had, had like almost, you know, had, well, first of all, the first round pick in Jack Campbell, Riley Moss is going to be top three pick. And then they have the, the backup is going to be a top. They had three or four first round picks that mm-hmm. are gone. So then that then that then it's I think it's a wash because what make what made Iowa sustainable mm-hmm. is now gone, and you don't replace those dudes as rapidly as Iowa at Iowa they built up to that Wisconsin. Well, I mean, I well, and I, I can, let me I let me, mean, let me help. We're, we're running back. I would say yes. I but think quarterback, I, I could be four. sold. I could be sold. Like I'm, th- this is a car lot, and I could be sold on that. If you if if you're trying to get me to say Wisconsin, Nebraska has their number three, the top three, a talent in the Big Ten West, that's a conversation we can right. have. Yeah, I don't say that. I don't think that they're the best, but I, I I don't I don't I don't get off the bus, and with any team in the Big Ten West, this is including Minnesota. I think Minnesota has the best roster on the sneak, okay? Because they're the they're, right now they're the best coach. They're, the, they're ahead of the curve as far as culture, culture-wise. I hate using that word, but culture-wise. And they've done it before. Yeah. They got pots coming back. They got a quarterback they believe in. 
They have a they have a coordinator come back. They got their defense. They have and their defense has been sneaky good the last three years. Mm-hmm. So those guys that have been waiting, they know how to practice. They know what's the standard is, and they got some guys coming back. But I don't think Nebraska gets off the bus in the Big Ten West and thinks that they're looking across the field at Ohio State or Michigan by no means. Uh, now, uh, do they? Is there some? Every team has some holes in it, mm-hmm. including like Alabama, Ohio State. And even Kirby Smart, but what they do is – Can we sign up for Alabama's holes? Can we <laughs> – Right, right. But, <laughs> we? but what I'm saying, there's not a coach out there that's one thinks I got my roster solidified with the best players. Yeah. They coach around it. I, I want but them Jennifer Lawrence holes. And, that's and what, not, that's what, that's what you get. But that's what you get paid the big bucks for. Like, though, she too. ain't perfect, but, man, I can work with it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not anybody that – there's not a football team out there that has a perfect team. When we went 95 and went undefeated, we had holes, but we had good players. Yo, perfect. You kidding you me? You know what I mean? We had good players. Yo, we had look, good players. stop it. Stop it, Jay Foreman. Stop it. Who were we throwing the ball to? Y'all were deep. You what didn't throw the ball. That's that's how right. you. That but tells we, me that you didn't have but holes. If, but if we had to, then we you could have. Right. You could have. Coach, Bob, you know what Coach Brown would have said. He that's how like good, Randy Moss. That's how good you were. You that know? you had dudes who could have caught the ball and you didn't throw it to him because right. you didn't need to. You I didn't have anybody that could really take the top off the defense. Nebraska back in the days was be the first one to say, "Say less." We had we can do less because we understand this thing. Like I would ask the question, right? If you went through. The Big Ten West, because that's really what we're talking about. Now, the standard is Ohio State and Michigan. But the reality is that you have to move past three teams in the Big Ten West and not be surpassed by anybody else in the Big Ten West to get to the place that folks, at least at the end of the year, can look at themselves and go, I'm proud of Nebraska football for making the leap, just like with basketball, to go from 10 wins to 16 wins. Some people, some people, not everybody, but some people said, that's progress. I'm cool. Like, I understand that you won six more games. You found a way six more games than you did the year before. Nebraska needs to find the way to go from four and eight to six and six. That's beating two teams that you didn't beat a year ago this year. With a quickness, and we can target. Okay, we're not going to give away. Two, it's just two more games, right? Well, well what we assume they're, they're is we're big, not going to give away. We're not going to give away game week three though. game. That's what you paying this dude for. Right. Like that's what that's what like I think you're missing the point. Like when you are paying a coach, the, the, when you get a new coach, you want to see sustainable difference. So when you mm-hmm. turn on it, so of course the the record, it, the, the the scoreboard matters. Mm-hmm. But if you you want to see sustain whether it's Less penalties. That's why people are so pissed off about the Raiders. Right. You can have 85 different coaches, right. but it's still a high penalty. Yep. There's the Raiders, you know what's going to happen. Yep. So with Nebraska, you want to see whether it's more physical play or a type of offense or a type of defense. And so with the schedule that they have, considering Colorado has a new coach with a depleted roster with all new cast of characters, you're ahead of it because of the job that the previous staff did. Then you got a really good non-conference schedule. The turnover in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. When you're having a stalwart, it, essentially what, what people don't understand about Purdue, they were able to do something different in the Big Ten, but then also play Big Ten, Big Ten football, all based on their head coach. He is gone. Mm-hmm. So the way that they recruited, the way that they were able to scheme up players, he is gone. That, that means that whole identity of Brom is gone. Gone. So when you're preparing for well, well, all these te- well, it's, some of it's gone. It's gone. His play calling is gone. 
his brother is gone. It is gone. Some of the seeds that he planted will bear fruit. Oh, sure. The, 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 so the not working. all of it leaves. Yeah, but the, but the confidence and play calling and the quarterback is gone. Yeah. So those were the ultimate equalizers yeah. when they were playing against Iowa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why they gave Iowa trouble. So those are the things that sets up well when I think of this year to have this success this year of getting to a bowl game and then I, if you could get a – cherry on top which i mean is a seven eight win then but ultimately that doesn't change the process of what you're doing it, part of being a coach it's that opinion, culture thing i know part it, of being it, a part it, of being a coach is take advantage of the the times that you can get an extra couple wins but that doesn't mean that you go from eight and four to, all right now we're 13 now we got everything solved because it's the same <laughs> it's the same roster we fix the same situation <laughs> we're better that doesn't mean you go from eight and four back to you know three and nine, but you but you don't look back. Okay, well then you now you got to win eight games. The process is still the process, and you got to stay pat. That but you got to take advantage of the situation. It's a perfect situation to not only make a bowl game but to be successful, regardless of the roster is. I like the idea of being focused. That if you can say okay. The mission, if the win, mission is to win six games, that's all you're gonna get, and it's gonna be a grind. Because if you miss, if you target six and you have one hiccup, you're 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 back at five, and it's a problem again. So aspiring to six bothers me, as a coach and as an athlete. I've never aspired to be 500 at anything, right. and I don't work that way. I work towards how can I beat, be the best version of me. Period. And if I'm the best version of me, it doesn't matter who I'm targeting. I'm only competing against Nebraska. Nebraska needs to compete right. against itself and not do stupid un-Nebraska stuff all season long. And it starts next week. And that is in the training, the film study. Right. Uh, we talked – I did a podcast. We were talking about athleticism versus functional athleticism. And the athleticism is the work that's done – to March to get to spring practice. Now you're getting the functional work. Yeah, but see, I mean, we'll get into this next time. I mean, I'll say this though, but when you talk about when you're talking about Brom and those seeds are still there, mm-hmm. those seeds that were planted last year already came to fruition because yeah. we saw it tangible. Yeah, right. So yeah. this new coach doesn't know because he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So new coach at Purdue, but the, it, this right here, when you when you turned on the first three games and you turned on the last three games. You've seen the you've seen fruits of, you've seen it come to fruition. Yeah, so lots of play, bro. Good stuff. Yeah, one more uh, long segment, then we'll uh, get it to the bottom of the hour. Old school, Jay Bach, DP. We'll be back. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot